Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Welcome to Wednesday Night's broadcast. I hope you're doing well out there. God is still on the throne and still doing marvelous things. You know, I... I say this every week, This is uh, in order to have victory in Christ, we ought to know him. But my, one of my favorite scriptures is, Thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus. Say that with me. Thanks be to God, who always, and put your name in there, put your place in there. Thanks be to God, who always leads me in triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen? That's important to know that you got to be able to say what he says about you or you won't have what he says you can have or do what you, he says you can do. So it's vital and vitally important that we know that. Now, for the last number of weeks, <laughs> you know, I've, I've kind of renamed this whole time I'm on every, every, uh, every broadcast is Victory, Victorious Living. And, and it really is Victorious Living in Jesus Christ. But what I've titled, you know, Overcoming the Storms of Life. This is all a continuation of that. Things we, we have to do if we're going to walk in victory. Amen? Amen. Christ has paid the price, but we not we have to agree with him and agree with what he's done. Amen. So I talked about, in the past, I talked about uh, when you're coming up and storms are coming. In fact, when you're just living everyday life, you should be doing these things. Amen? You speak the word, and we're going to speak more about that tonight. And uh, But I want to go on with that. We speak the word, uh, uh, be obedient to the word. How many of you know we're to be obedient? We're to praise God in the midst of our trouble and 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 because his word is true. Amen. The victory comes. You know, it's been said that praise drives back the enemy, and it really does. It's hard to praise God and worship God and, and be overcome with the enemy's uh, uh, torments and troubles and temptations. Amen. Amen. Then we talked about Trust in God's ability to deliver us. I mean, you know, you can trust in God. When in Mark eleven twenty two it says, "Have faith in God, have faith and trust in Him." Amen. It's it's important that we trust Him, and if we don't practice this, listen, practice. <laughs> it's so vital that we practice what we believe. Practice the Word of God. Practice what He says in His Bible, and confess it over and over and over, because that's when it becomes a reality to us. Amen. I, I've I've known, and maybe you have, and I hope you're not in that situation. But people that have made a commitment to Christ and then don't follow up, they don't become true disciples of Christ. When Je when Jesus said this in John eight thirty one and thirty two, if you continue in my word, you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know what the truth, and the truth shall make you free. There's a lot of <laughs> there isn't much truth in the world today. <laughs> it may be a a little bit of truth, you know, that's what the devil always does. He gives you a little leaven, but when you have a little leaven, it destroys the whole thing. Amen? Amen. So we have to know truth, and we have to trust in God's ability to deliver us. He is faithful to his word. He has never turned back from what he said in his word. He will never do that. He's a good God and will always be good. You just say, he's always good to me. You just need to say that, and you need to get in his word and find out what he's done for you. Amen? Amen. Then we're to walk in, your, in our authority and power. He gave us authority. He went about doing good, healing, delivering, preaching, teaching, delivering people. And, and so then he says, I give you authority. 
to tread on serpents and scorpions, all the things of the enemy, and where nothing by any means should hurt or harm you. That's the truth. But he says, I give you authority to do what I've been doing. You know, he's went around, when he was here on the earth, he went around doing miracles, signs, and wonders. Now he says, you can go do the same thing. Well, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a prophet. I'm not. No, you're a disciple. You're a, you're a saint. You're a saved one. You're delivered. And now we all have a ministry. Amen? Amen. It's important that we all take it serious and begin to work in those things. But walk in your authority. Authority, you know? What's the root word of authority is author, and what's an author do? He writes words, amen? Our authority is in the word of God. So we have to begin to do that. Have courage and boldness. Isn't it important to have courage and boldness in this day and this hour? It's so vital because we're being attacked from all sides. And, and you know, we shouldn't be surprised because it said in the last days, Jesus said it, Matthew 24, he talked about things that would be happening in the last days. But he says, Take heed that we not be deceived. And we and also don't be afraid. Don't be anxious. Don't be fearful in this day and this hour. So we have to know those things. So we have to have courage. Then we said, put on your armor on stand. That's over in Ephesians 6. We, we talked about that. Probably talk about it again sometime. We have to, there's nothing like going over the word over and over and over. Then we had the title was open your mouth. In other words, open your mouth and say something. Amen. Got to open your mouth and say what God says. There's no way that you can agree with him without saying something. Shaking your head isn't going to get you too far. But when you say, Lord, I agree with you. Amen. So be it. Amen. There's power in that. There's power when you speak his word. Then we was talking about a couple weeks ago, we talked about having what you say. Talked about what Brother Higgins' little book of, what he, that was written about that. He talked about it a lot when he talked about Mark 11. Uh, 23 and 24, having what we say, not doubting in our heart, speaking to the mountain, amen. We will have what you say. And then last week we talked about speaking the word. How important it is to speak the word, amen. It's vital for our Christian life. I, I was just uh, I'm reminded today, I was happened to be at a, uh, at a clinic with my wife. She was taking a little therapy on her hip and, and, and the and the uh, guy came in that I'd known from town here, and he has multiple problems. And he sat down beside me. Now, he's a, he's a brother in the Lord, but he goes to another church, and I'm that, that's not here nor there. But I began to talk to him about healing and about saying to his problem. rather than, And he said, I find it hard to, to pray for myself and, and, and to do speak to myself. But you know what? We have to do that. We have to speak the word. Victory comes when we speak the word. It's already been appropriated. Our, our deliverance, our salvation, has already been appropriated about what Jesus did. But now we have to, <laughs> we have to come to a place where we speak it for ourselves and over ourselves. Amen? Amen. Listen, I, you've heard these scriptures before. I want you to go to Roman, or, uh, Revelation 12 and verse 11, actually verse 10. He said, Then I heard a voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. And it says this. We've heard this scripture before, but you have to think about it. And they overcame him. Who did they overcome? Satan. His, the demons of darkness. By what? 
by, by their abilities to stand strong in, in their own abilities. No, by the blood of the lamb, which Jesus shed his blood, right, to overcome the, the enemy, by the blood of the lamb, and what else? And by the word of their testimony. How many of you know it? Their testimony. What were they testifying to? Jesus Christ is my Savior. Jesus Christ is my Lord. He and and He has given us victory, just like I quoted that scripture earlier. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. And the other one says, Thanks be to God who who gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. And he says, and they did not love their lives to the death. In other words, they had made a stand and were faithful even to death. Amen. You talk about the power of God working there. They didn't do that by just barely getting by, just going to church once in a while. They, you know, back in, in Acts 2.40 and 2.42, that says they met daily in the temple and from house to house. And then it went on to say they were breaking bread and doing things. I think, personally, I think they were doing communion, not only having dinner or whatever they're having. But you know what they were talking about in those days? I'm sure talking about the miracles, signs, and wonders that Jesus was doing because that was and, and had done and what God was doing through them now and through the church. Amen? So we have to understand that. So we have to do the same things. Our testimony be, has to be that it's God for us. Now, the church, I'll read this to you, constant posture under the authority of the cross's victory by the blood of the Lamb and steadfastness to the promise and authority of God's word, the word of their testimony is the key to the overcoming. They over, you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. What are you speaking? There's power, wonder-working power in the word and in the blood. Amen? Amen. If we are to overcome and be successful in the last days, we must know, obey, and speak the word of God. Amen. Now, uh, another, I want to go over to Psalm 112, and I, we'll talk about this for a little bit. It says, uh, here's, here's the, what it says in Psalm 112. Blessed are the undefiled in the way, that's, or I should say, what, 119 isn't the one I want. That's a good scripture, but I don't think that's the one I wanted. Let's go back to 112. Amen. There it is, one page over. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Do you fear the Lord? If you fear the Lord, you're going to do what he asks you to do. You're going to, and it goes on to say this, who delights greatly in his commandments. You know, his commandments is, is talks about staying in the word, being blessed and, and doing what he says to do. Be a doer, James said, of the word and not a hearer only, deceiving our own selves. How easy it is to fall back into old life. But when you renew your mind, which is we're told to do, you continually renew your mind, you're going to be walking out the commandments of, of God and, and do the things he asks us to do. It goes on to say, his descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and the, his righteousness endures forever. Upon, upon unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. You know, isn't it amazing that we can we, he can walk in light or in darkness, even though we're Christians? You know, we can walk in darkness. You know, I consider that what I consider that is depression. But it goes on to say in verse eight, uh, seven. Surely he will never be shaken. And it goes on to say, he will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Trusting in the Lord. He will not be afraid until he sees the desires upon his enemies. 
how many even know it's so important that we trust in the Lord, we have his word. How can we trust in him without his word? We can't, amen, amen. So we have to easily uh, uh, push back the things of the world, not easily, it isn't always easy, but God gives us grace to do that. But if, we're, if we wanna overcome the enemy, we have to do it with the word of God and what we say. Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. In other words, let that word dwell in you richly. When you, your heart is established in a word, you become Satan's worst nightmare. Do you ever think about that? I want to be Satan's worst nightmare. How do you do that? You have the word of God in your heart and in your mouth. That is what, what the word of faith. Amen? The word we preach. How to establish your heart. Now, this scripture you all know, or you should know if you've been a Christian very long, because it's something uh, that God tells us to do. Joshua. Go over to Joshua uh, chapter 1, and we'll read verse 8. It says, This book of the law, or this word of God, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it when? Day and night. Listen, some of us say, well, I can't meditate day and night. You meditate on something day and night. You're, you're meditating on uh, the, the media, the news, and the bad news of the world. Why not meditate on the good news of the world or that God gives, amen? Not the world's way. It goes on to say that you may observe to do according to all that is written, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will make your way successful. You will have good success, amen? Amen, it's important that we know this. Listen, in, in verse uh, eight, this is what it says to do. Memorize, ponder, and speak scripture, the word, regularly intentionally apply God's word to your life, it will produce great success. Amen. I mean, I can do that? Yeah. You know, wonder, the wonderful thing about, about our Lord is he's no respecter of persons. He's not going to do for somebody else he wouldn't, what he wouldn't do for you because he's already paid that price. He, gave, he brought salvation to the whole world, but now that everybody isn't saved because they have to agree with him. They have to, they have to get a, uh, an agreement with him. That's how we got saved. I hope you're saved out there tonight. If you're watching this and you're not, you don't know Jesus Christ, your Savior, this would be a great time to get in the Word of God and begin to know him. Amen? Amen. What you put in your heart will come out of your mouth. Over in Matthew chapter 12. Now, I, I'm not trying to give you anything new. I'm just trying to remind you what he said in his word. Now, it may be new to some of you, but listen, we have to renew our mind on a regular basis. And it can't, because it's so easy to forget things, you know, to forget where we, where we left our car keys, what we did uh, yesterday, or what. But that isn't the point that I'm trying to make. We forget what the word says sometimes, real quick. Uh, it says in, in uh, verse 33 of chapter 12, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make else make the tree bad and its true, uh, fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. In other words, what you're going to speak is what you're going to have. Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? Man, God always, he's, he, loves, he loves the sinner, but he hates religious people and people that are trying to say something other than what he has for him to say. For out of the abundance of what? Your heart, the mouth speaks. Now he's talking about what Joshua said, meditate the word day and night, right? Because it's gonna change your heart. It's gonna cause you to 
align up with what the Word of God says. And when you begin to do that, you can begin to have what he said you can have. You can become successful in the kingdom. For out of the abundance of the heart, the what? The mouth will speak. I'm telling you, it's whatever you put in here, it's going to come out of you, especially when the, pro, uh, when the pressure gets on. The pressure gets on, you're going to, you, it's, it's so easy to give over back to your old life, your old way, old thoughts. But if you're renewing your mind on a regular basis, it's imp if you do that, you, it'll become uh, first nature. I like to say it become first nature rather than uh, second nature. It'll become where you think about as soon as something happens, you, you call on the name of the Lord. Help me, Lord. Show me what I'm to do. You know, and he'll bring things to your remembrance, the Holy Spirit will, that you need to know at that time. Amen? Amen. Goes on to say, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And out of evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. What's that mean? What you're speaking, what you're saying. And goes on to say, but I say to you, for every idle word... One that doesn't bring life, one that doesn't cause life to be uh, come forth. Men may speak; they will give account of in a day of judgment. For by your what, your words, by the word of God, you overcome by the word of God. Amen. The word of your testimony. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Amen. We shouldn't even we shouldn't even have to go there. We ought to be thinking about what God says rather than what the enemy and you know that's a constant thing because there's a lot of, uh, of things you know in the world that so easily distracts us now over in romans 12 uh, uh, 1 and 2 in fact i'm going to say one because uh, it's important that we know this he says i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable to god which is your reasonable service in other words you say you're a christian then you ought to be acting like one, right? <laughs> you say you know God, you ought to act like God. And, and that sometimes it's difficult, but we practice that. We, we learn to do that. We keep doing that. So it changes our heart. And then he says, don't be conformed to what? This world's situation, this world's way. In other words, get, get away, uh, far away from the world as you can. Now, we're to be in the world, but not of it. We're not to go out and, and, and act like the world Unfortunately, the world has a way of creeping into the church and into our hearts if we're not careful because it's about input. What we're putting in is going to always come out, and that's what we'll end up doing. But it says, be, re be transformed, but be transformed. Now, what do we be transforming into the image of God, into the image of Christ? Uh, it says in a couple of different places, be imitators of God, dear children. Be and Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. In other words, be like him. And I've said this, and I'll continue to say this. He wants you to look like you and act like him. Amen. You say, well, I can't do that. Yes, you can. You have the spirit of God living on the inside of you that will direct you and help you to go the right way. That you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You want to know that tonight? You have to know these things right now. But you, by speaking God's word and not the world, uh, words of the world. Now, let's see what else I've got tonight. Oh, why do we speak the word? Well, let's just think of what Jesus said over in John 63. Uh, it says, the flesh profiteth nothing, but it says this. It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. 
Now, what the Message Bible says is this way. The Spirit can make life. Sheer muscle and willpower don't make anything happen. Every word I have, I've spoken to you is a spirit word, and it so is life-making. Amen? And Life-making. The Spirit gives life. Don't we want a life? We don't, we don't want a substitute. <laughs> we don't want to put in something that's not godly or not uh, of the Word of God. We don't want those things in our life. We have to know that God wants us to speak His Word. Over in uh, Psalm 138, uh, God exalts or magnifies his word above his name. If he does that, why shouldn't we do Well, why shouldn't we? We should do that. Amen? We ought to magnify his word. You know what happens when you begin to magnify his word? You begin to do what he asks you to do. You know, when it, there was a great, we had a great service Sunday, and there was uh, words that came forth, and people got healed and delivered and and we listen folks you ought to believe in that it still happens today it hadn't passed away but a word that came to me was they were to love <laughs> love like god loves he says over and love your the lord your god with all your heart soul and mind and love your neighbor as yourself that's a command folks how do we do that we can't do that without the word of god in our heart we can't do that with well i i hope to love him or i think i love. no it's an act of our will to get in his word and begin to let the love of god flow out of us amen amen so we we change our lives <laughs> listen if he magnifies his word above uh, ab uh above everything else above his name shouldn't we the words transform and gives us life Life more abundantly. That's what Jesus said over in John 10, 10. It says, the thief comes what? The steal, kill, and destroy. Now, you think you know what I think he comes to steal? is the word out of your heart. Out of your heart. And, and when he steals the word out of your heart, he's got you. Because then you begin to agree with him rather than agreeing with God. But, the, but Jesus said this, <laughs> but I've come. Praise God he has come. And he's coming again. Aren't you glad? But praise God, he's come. He said, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Whatever you've got is abundant, he wants it even greater. Now, he wants it to conform to the likeness and image of God so we can do kingdom work, amen? Not just to heap it up on ourselves and, and go through this life and case hurrah, hurrah, what will be, will be. I was prosperous. No, it's all about kingdom work. But he says, I've come to give you life more abundantly. Uh, D.L. Moody says this, the word or the Bible is not given for information, but for transformation. I mean, even know D.L. Moody knew something about that. So what are we supposed to do? Go over to Psalm 91. We haven't got much time left, but a couple scriptures here. I want to just, just mention it before we get off here today. But Psalm 91, the first two verses, or three verses actually. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under that shadow of the Almighty. You're dwelling in a place. You're dwelling in a secret place. You're dwelling in the place of, uh, uh, of the Most High. Amen? You're in His Word. Your, your thoughts and your, uh, your praises and your worship is to Him. It's a continual thing. But here's what you have to do. I will say of the Lord, say this, I will say of the Lord, say it tonight, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God and Him will I trust. But then it says, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. And then he goes on down and says all the other things he's going to help you with. But you know the key to that whole thing is when you say of the Lord. 
You know, there's a scripture where they were asking the disciples, asking or Jesus asking him, whom do the, uh, you, uh, you say that the Son of Man is? And, he, and they quoted Elijah and, and some others. And, and then he says, but whom do you say that I am? Listen, he'll be all that you say he is to you. If you need a savior, he'll be your savior. If you need a deliverer, he'll be your deliverer. If you need a, a healer, he'll be your healer. If you need prosperity, if you need prosperity to further the kingdom of God, because that's really what it's about, he'll, he'll give you prosperity. All that you need is wrapped up in him. But who do you say that he is? A lot of people say, he's, well, he's my savior. I got saved. I'm going to heaven. But they never say the other things that go along with it. Amen. So we have to do that. But here's what the psalmist said over in Psalm 19, verse 14. We'll just turn back to that real quick. I can quote it, but I just want to read it. It's Psalm 19, verse 14 said that the psalmist says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Now, there's other things that can be said. There's commentary in here. But I believe what it says when, you're, when your words conform to his words and, you, and it come out of your mouth, now he can be your strength and your redeemer. Amen? When you say he's my helper, he's my deliverer, he's my whatever, if he said in his word that he is to you, you begin to say it for yourself and you'll begin to see the power of God work in your life. This is where we live, my friends. This is, this is uh, not new age Christianity. This is the real thing. This is what they did in the first church. They were being persecuted unmercifully uh, by tyrannical government, but yet they persevered because what? They overcame by the word, the blood of the lamb, the blood and the word of their testimony. And you can too, and I can too, and we should, amen? We should be doing that. And that's, that's what they call the word of faith. That's what stepping out in the word of faith. <laughs> Say into the mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, he shall have whatsoever he saith. We have to learn those things. We have to know those things because trouble comes to everybody. But we overcome our trouble by the word of God, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So begin to do that tonight and you begin to see change in your life. I'm so excited about what God's doing. We want to be a part of what God's doing in this end time move of God. And listen, folks, it's happening around the world. There's revivals going on all over. We just want, don't want it to pass us by. We want to be a part of it. Amen. I know you do. So get, get in the word, begin to speak the word, and you'll begin to see victory in your life. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you and praise you. <laughs> Ooh, we thank you for the word of God. Jesus, the word made flesh and dwell among us. We thank you, Jesus, that you paid a dear, dear price for our salvation. May we not neglect such, such great things that you've done, but may we put it in our heart and let it come out of our mouth. May we speak to those things. May we speak the living word of God that causes us to overcome. We thank you so much, Father, that you loved us so much that you would send your very own son. May we live for him. He died for us. May we live for him. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here to lead and guide us into all truth. Show us things to come. <laughs> fill our hearts, fill our mouths with those things. We're to put it in, and you'll help us bring it out. And we'll be victorious in all that we do. So I thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice. Whatever they need tonight, begin to speak it over your life tonight. Speak whatever you need tonight. If you need healing, begin to speak to your body. Speak to those things. You have authority to do it. So we thank you, Lord, for all those things you've continued to say. We continue to... Press forward 
and not looking back. That's what Paul said. Forgetting those things that lie behind, we press on to the mark of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. That's our goal and that's our hope in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's been good to be with you. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.